We take one out of three from the Giants, all out of three from the Phillies. Mojo's kind of back. Ozzy's back, and then he's not. He's gone. Uh, Kenley's still closing. Matt Olson is atrocious right now. Bryce Elder's back. What does that mean for Oda Rizzi? The Mets sweep the Pirates. We're still one game back. Welcome to Chopcast. <laughs> I just found that right now. I just want to <laughs> I I we I want to get some music going at some point, a little intro music and uh I forgot to really look around for that today, so I just looked up sports media music on YouTube, copyright free and uh and that came up. So yeah, I'm Griffin. This is Will. He hasn't been around in a few weeks. And uh, Sam will be hopefully join us, joining us at some point in the show. That is a very <coughs> volatile factor. Apparently, he's tired from working all day. Is uh, is <laughs> that's his his quote. Um, but uh, yeah, Will, where you been? Where you been for three weeks? What, what's going on with you? What's happened? Tell tell us. Um, work's tell us been your busy. Social. Work's been busy. Also, just still studying gearing up for a big test next month. Um, went to uh, Massachusetts for the weekend. Went and saw Fenway Park while I was up there. Um, but, yeah, so pretty much it. You, and you saw the Red Sox-Yankees game? Yeah, we went you, to two you, of them. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, you went to two. We saw uh, two of Judge's home runs. We saw 57 and 58. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, like, seeing one of his home runs is basically just like going to one out of every two games, anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For him at this point. Um, it was cool, though. It was. It's very different because I, I went to Wrigley. That's the closest thing to it, of course. Like, I went when I was like ten years old, and it's like I like Fenway more, but I don't know. It's just different from like the normal stadium. Yeah. How did it feel different from like so? You've been obviously you've been to the Red Stadium, uh, Great American Ballpark, and then you've been to Truist. Yeah. Is that is that the third stadium been, you've been to or like? No. So I've, I've, seen, I've been to Wrigley, Cincinnati, both of the Atlantas, uh, uh, yeah. and then Fenway, uh, of course, Washington, and then Seattle. So I've been to six. Um, when did you go to Seattle? I was 10. It was the same trip as the Wrigley trip. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Fenway's very different because, like, the big thing that stuck out to me is, like, when you enter, you, like, enter on the street. Like, that's where they take your ticket and you go through security and everything. And then, like, the concourse. You know how, like, Truist has that big concourse with, like, all the shops and, like, it's really spread out and all the food area. Well, it like Fenway's indoor concourse is so small. It like feeds to the outside too. So like you'll be walking on the street in the middle of the game, like to go get like a drink or something. And then you'll be walking outside, like out of the stadium itself. And then you'll walk back in. Huh? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, the only downside is those seats are da so damn small. 
Um, really? Like the like the seats themselves are small. Yeah, Jeez. like you're like packed in together. And then uh, we we were fortunate. We got good seats because um, my dad, who went with me, he was also big on getting good seats because apparently out in the outfield, like on the third base side and like first base side, like once you get towards out there, the seats are like facing towards the outfield, not home uh, plate. Yeah. Like the whole time you'll be craning your neck, which is awful. Um, yeah, and that is a really old stadium, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it was a lot of fun though. Highly recommend. Yeah, um, I've been stuck in Athens doing not too much. Um, I uh, hopefully I'm going to be making my first larger sale in uh, real estate with my brother soon, which will be nice because I kind of need money. Um, but uh. We've had this this lot, like on, listed for three months or something, and um, so these lots that I'm selling, they're just vacant lots and whatever, and they're not like the most glamorous. We usually just take these, or don't take, but we buy them for fair, fairly cheap because people don't want them anymore. Um, get good deals on them and then sell them for fairly cheap as well. Um, but uh. This community, it, this this lot is in a within an HOA, and um, so we had people for like for the span of this three months that would be getting really close to buying it, and then all of a sudden they'd just be like, wouldn't respond to messages, or they'd be like, yeah, I'm just not interested anymore, and we're like, that's kind of weird, but I you know just keep trying to sell it, and then so finally, um, the guy that I'm hopefully going to be selling it to. Uh, was emailing Is this me back and forth. In Tennessee? No. Oh, Will. Will, it's so loud. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> please please put that on silent. Okay, um, okay. Uh, it's in Owen County, Kentucky, so it's not too far away from Lexington. Oh, all right. It's, it's in uh, uh, Worthful. Have you ever heard of that? you know what that is? Okay, oh, no, I have. I think I've passed it. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's small. But um, so I was emailing with this guy, and he was giving him some inf information or whatever. And then so for all of these people, if I they have, like, questions that are, like, HOA-related stuff that I can't answer, I send them to the president of the HOA. And I did that for months over and over again. And, like, I've communicated with this guy before, and uh, at least the vice president knew what we were doing. But then um, so – this guy contacts him, and then the next day he sends us a message back, and he's like, yeah, I've got a couple questions, and then also I talked to the president, and he said that you were a scam. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. So uh, that was a little shocking. I was like, what? And then um, started to put the dots together a little bit, and I was like, maybe that's why – this hasn't been selling and people have been kind of falling out at the last minute is because every time I send them to the HOA president, they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This guy who oversees this community is saying that we're a scam. So I got pissed. Like I, <laughs> I, got, I, I called my brother and I was telling him about it. He's like, oh, you should call him and talk to him about it and let him know that this isn't a scam or whatever. And I was like, if I call him, I'm going to 
just absolutely not be able to sell this property because I'm going to be so angry at him that he's not going to let us sell it. Um, but basically his whole thing was like, we initially had the wrong pictures, like of a different plot of land, which we didn't, mm -hmm. didn't know because we haven't been there before. Um, and then so he saw that he's like, oh, this, this, oh, Will, oh my God, Will, <laughs> silence it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Holy crap. Like, uh, um, but, uh. Yeah, so this guy thought we were like like we were selling something that wasn't actually for sale. Um, we changed it, got the right pictures, but he was still telling people this, and then cleared it up pretty easily. But uh, kind of, he did call that guy back who emailed me, and now is hopefully going to sell it and tell told him that we weren't scammers. But uh, hopefully, he. Uh, you know, he didn't call back the other however many people before. So. Will? <laughs> I heard that noise again. Um, but anyways, let's, uh, let's talk about the Braves. That, that was my little, my little ramble about what's going on with me. But, um, yeah, I think... That Giants series, uh, I'm, we're not going to talk about, like, the series too much in general, uh, more just kind of, you know, what was, what came out of those, but, um, Will, you've been kind of locked in your room and not watching too much baseball in general, because you've been studying for the, the LSAT and whatever, but did you know, like, what happened in the last game of the Mariners series? Um... <clears throat> No, I think I got them all mixed up. Okay. Well, in the last game in the Mariners series, we were down six to two in the ninth, and then oh, Michael is that the Harris... one Kenley blew? Yeah, but Michael Harris hit a three-run homer, and then Rosario got a single, and Grossman hit a two-run homer, and so we were up one. Um, and then Kenley gave up two solo shots to blow the game. Um. And you could tell just, like, that giant series, we looked like we had the absolute life sucked out of us. Just, like, a fledgling, worthless-looking team that just had no spirit to it. Uh, honestly, like, I'm saying those words. And, the Oakland uh, A's. No, no, uh, well, yeah, yeah, we were the, we were the Oakland A's, t basically, at that point, in San Francisco. Um, and... Um, I guess, I mean, it had to be a little bit just that was a longish West Coast uh, road series, so energy was probably a little low in general, but then you just, like, you make that tremendous comeback that just instantly gets blown apart. Um, you're still back in the divisional series. Um, we just looked uh, impotent. Impotent is a very good word. Like, Mm. Um, we still had a couple people that were still going off for the most part like Acuna has been doing really well as of late looked more like himself but um, yeah, I mean Strider gave up two or three runs in his start that we ended up losing and he blamed himself and said like he didn't give us a chance but you go six innings you give up two or three that's you know a very Standard. that's a quality it's start that's yeah. like what I, you know so um and we couldn't couldn't do anything 
Yeah, if you're not scoring two or three runs, then like you probably don't deserve to win the game most yeah. of the time. So I wasn't expecting much coming into the Phillies series. It's also just like I, I thought that we would more than likely win the series, but I don't there's something about it too, just we never sweep the Phillies. It's always they're always able to scam out one of those games or we just underperform or whatever it is. Um, and I mean they have a decent lineup when they're all working well. Um, but I actually went to that game, the first game of that series, and we continued to look dead pretty much that whole that whole game. We didn't score we sco- we only scored one run. It was William Contreras' solo shot in like the fourth or fifth or something. But we didn't score the rest of our runs until the eighth inning, off of Sir Anthony Dominguez. Um, but uh, which we just kind of destroyed him. I think we got all five of our runs that inning. Um, which one of those was Ozzy hitting like a shallow pop fly that sat down and scored two runs, which was sad that that was basic. That was his last full game of at least the regular season um but uh was not expecting a sweep and honestly we didn't really play sweep material baseball like the phillies kind of helped us out in a way with that like the bullpen and the phillies defense kind of aided in the sweep but hopefully you know that's going to give us the energy to to keep going um and now hopefully sweep the nationals which that's much more expected something that we kind of need to do um but watching that game in person i was kind of accepting the loss like once we got to the eighth inning and just nothing was happening and we looked just terrible and i was thinking okay it's going to be two games back of the Mets. As long as we don't go past, like, two and a half, like, we still have a chance, theoretically. Um, because they have the tiebreaker over us anyways, unless we sweep them in our series at home. Um, so, but, it, you know, I started realizing, like, we can't... If we want to win the division... You know, we got bailed out by the Mets getting swept by the Cubs. That was miraculous, and we were only to take advantage, like, a half a game because we lost two out of three to the Giants. Um, but started realizing, like, we can't lose any more series the rest of the year. And the amount of games that are left is starting to kind of take shape in my head, and I'm a lot less confident that, about winning the division I, obviously on a weekly basis it's going down and down um how 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 do you feel about winning the division right now like what what, what would be your i think one um, game as it stands i i mean it's only a game so a lot of things can change but obviously the big one is the September 30th to October 2nd series against the Mets. I can't remember if that's in New York or Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Um but I also think like like Atlanta 
probably should try to get a game over or like at least tie um, for the lead by the time that series starts because like I'm like it's basically certain that New York is going to time their rotation up to where it's DeGrom and Scherzer in two of those games. And like Freed and uh, Strider are both incredible, but I mean, you're talking about like two of the greatest pitchers to ever, like in the past 20 years. Um, yeah. I, um, like, I know that when it comes time to it, they're going to be pitching kind of lights out. Mm-hmm. But Scherzer is still, like, he's just coming back from injury tonight against the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Um, and DeGrom has given up three runs in his last two starts, one of those to the Pirates as well, um, which it was a three-run shot, but still. Um, mm. I, so, I mean, the they be... are beatable, but yeah. I think, I mean, I, I would think just realistically coming into that game, we have to still, like, It can happen, obviously, if we're oh, yeah. less than three games back. But I think we do need to be like within a game at the most. Like that needs to be the most that we're separated from them. Because mm-hmm. um, you take if you take two out of three and you're a game back, and then you're even, and then they have the tiebreaker. Um, that does it limits the odds by a lot Um, because our last series is against the Marlins in Miami. We should be able to take all three of those unless they put Sandy out for one of those games, which we did kind of tear him apart the last time we faced him. But then the Mets have the Nationals. I don't know if they'll play in those games, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's another factor too is like you don't know how – the Marlins and then like the Mets are playing the Nationals, I believe, in New York. Um, so two of the worst teams in the MLB. You don't know how they're gonna. I I honestly feel like the Nationals are gonna play harder than the Mets at that point because it's just a bunch of people that are playing for nothing to lose. And then the Marlins. For their jobs. Yeah, sorry. The the Nationals will play harder than the the than the Marlins, not the Mets. But. Um, just uh, like guys that are just seeing the MLB, like somebody like Joey Manessis trying to prove something versus the Marlins, which if they fix up some stuff next year, they could be potentially over 500 guys, you know, not trying to get injured and whatever. Um, But you don't want to have to put, you know, the game into, you're basically putting the divisional race into the hands of the nationals. If, uh, if we only come out even with the Mets yeah. after that series, um, which sucks. Just thinking back to that, the series in New York, when we lost four out of five, if we had just managed to put together one more game, this would be an entirely different conversation. Um, which would be even right now too, but uh, and then you even look at like the comeback in Seattle that ended up not being a comeback, or playing a mediocre Giants team and losing two out of three. Like everything is adding up, and it's it's scary 
Um, but in terms of some um, individuals and just kind of uh, changes from last week, last week at this time, like, we didn't know if Ozzy was coming back. And then surprise, he's back for the Philly series. And then surprise, he breaks his right pinky finger and he is out for at least the remainder of the regular season. Um, obviously, that sucks. Um, and I, I think everybody's kind of in the same boat where it's like, that doesn't ruin our season. Like, if this, you know, if this were a different player that we weren't playing or that we were playing every day or, you know, was a much more crucial part of the team. Like, Ozzy comes back, Austin Riley gets injured. That That's a completely huge different thing. Um, but um, we at least know that we can play really well without Ozzy. And, like, that's not to say we don't need him around and whatever, but Grissom has thankfully, like, stepped up to the the stage and done what he needed done what he needs to do and a little more um i am kind of scared about him in the postseason and ozzy was a much better lock for that um but i mean yeah anyway mainly it just sucks for ozzy like that's the main person it sucks for or just the group or whatever um took him a really long time to work back to this point and it's instantly taken away from him for at least a couple weeks um yeah but what what would you would you think of it yeah it sucks it sucks um i will say i like i agree with um what you said like not to diminish ozzy or like anything like that um but like, Ozzy's space is easier to be filled by people, by, like, Von Grissom and, um, like, Orlando Arcia. Like, clearly they're not as good. Like, clearly. Um, but I think it's easier to replace him with that than, like, replacing Freed with Odo Rizzi or something. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't – like, it – I don't think it, like, tanks the season, of course. Um, I mean, just look back to last year with Ronald. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't – from the the reactions I've seen just around Instagram and other, like, media places or whatever, most people are mainly just sad for Ozzy. Um, and honestly, like – It was his first game back, right? It, it was his second game back when it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say another thing to consider, like, he's a great hitter and a great player, but also, like, I don't know, like, I have no idea, like, how he's going to perform, like, if he does come back in the postseason, just because, like, I'm not a professional baseball player, but I know rhythm is a big thing in terms of, like, getting hits in your plate approach, and, like, he's not been in rhythm for a few months now. Yeah. That was something that was concerning me, too, like, when... 
either like I made a post about like he might be back for the postseason or people are saying like oh well, he'll be at least be able to come back if we get to like the NLCS maybe or something like that it's like how effective is he really going to be though like I, I don't know if starting him is a good idea because like yeah like you said being in rhythm is a huge thing and then all of a sudden like you've been resting you haven't been playing baseball and then it's like oh I have a plate appearance in the World Series yeah it's like I there is no practice anymore. <laughs> like it's not okay if I just pop out here. Like every at bat counts. Mm-hmm. So honestly, like I don't he even if he is back for the postseason, he literally might just be a pinch runner, pinch hitter every so often. Maybe this get a spot defensive, start. Defensive guy. Yeah. He might get like a spot start if we're like in the NLCS and we're up like three one or whatever. He might get started down at eight or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's, it came at just the worst possible time too. Like if this was a couple weeks ago and then he comes back and he's got like two or three weeks to figure it out, even though we're still in the heat of like really important games and like trying to win the division. It is, you know, it's not as heavy as, Oh, if I don't win these games, then we go home. Um, but yeah, that it just is one of those things that you know, like the stages of grief. Um, the first one's denial. A denial hits so hard at the beginning of that. I was like, no, it's no. Like they'll just tape it up. <laughs> it's like they'll they'll just tape up his finger. Just pop body. it back in place. Yeah, I, which I mean, honestly, like. I was kind of thinking football, too, now that football started. Like, if you fracture your pinky finger, like, they just put that all, that club on your hand and just tape yeah. the crap out of it. Um, it's tough to throw a baseball with the It's tough to throw a baseball with a club. You try yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then it's like, also, you can't, you can't put it on either hand. Like, you can't put it on your glove hand. You can't put it on your throwing hand. So yeah. It's just, it, mm-hmm. just a tiny little hairline fracture is, like, at least a couple weeks. Um, so I don't know how we're going to play play him and what's going to happen, but mainly sucks. Um, this was something – okay, so when your team is doing, for the most part, really well, um, you can get frustrated at people. Like Kenley, that's a really easy person to just point out and be like, I'm pissed or whatever. Mm. Like you, I, you were on the mound. You, you – made this happen like we had the game in our hands and then you let it go Uh, and it's much more visible when your lineup is producing at such an efficient rate um it's harder to kind of like point out the guys that are just really really sucking within that time while everybody else is doing pretty well um and this was something I didn't really start to notice until the last week, but uh, and then they started showing some stats about it, and it kind of made my jaw drop a little bit. But um, so, like I, like we said earlier, Will's been studying for the LSAT a lot more recently and hasn't been able to see as much baseball. So this this might shock you a little bit, but um, so Matt Olson um, from. So basically the last three weeks, from August 28th until yesterday, and then I believe he's 0 for 2 today. So if we're counting that, 
Wait, from August 28th to yesterday? Yeah. Okay. So, like, the last three weeks and change. Um, he is four for his last 75. What? <laughs> how many walks does he have? Uh, his walk percentage, I don't know how many walks, but his walks walk percentage is 9.6. So Okay. That's, like, seven walks. He's had seven walks and seventy-three played. There's seventy-five played appearances. Thirty um, percent K rate. Oh, what? <laughs> and uh, a BABIP of 071, and an, so an average of 062. His on-base percentage is 164, 108 slugging, and a negative 24 WRC plus. A negative 24. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. He is um, dude. He is dude. <laughs> um, wow. In that stretch, he's had four RBIs, one home run, and six runs. Oh, that's insane. Uh, and three of those RBIs came from the one homer he had. So outside of his home run, outside of his one home run, he's had three hits and produced one RBI. That, and it's the worst time for him to go through something like, that is awful. Yeah, that is so bad. Yeah, it's like while it was happening, like the first two weeks or something, and we spent like a week um, out west, and I was like, maybe that's just affecting him or whatever. Like, and everybody else is doing fine; it doesn't matter. Um, but then, like, and then uh, the giant series, it was like, oh, it's the everyone's fucking awful right now. They're just terrible. Like, yeah, tough place matter. to Phillies, like. I watched him, and the third time he came up to bat, like, I wasn't, I like, I was a little, like, a little buzzed, which is, I'm being genuine. I had, like, two blue moons, so it was all I had. But he came up to bat, like, his third time in, like, the sixth or seventh or something, and I just, like, everyone got real quiet, and I screamed, though. I was like, do something. Do anything. Just hit the ball. <laughs> um... And he struck out. He either struck out or he popped out. That's all he's been doing as of late. Um, and it's like, and they're not, the pitchers aren't even really attacking him on anything. He's missing everything. Like he's missing hangers in the middle of the zone. And the pitchers don't even care what they do to him right now because it doesn't matter. Like Where's they just he been batting. Uh, he's been batting in the four hole still. Like he's been there while this has been going on. So he's just he's just an automatic out. Like these numbers are worse than Ozuna. Like what Ozuna was producing. And it's yeah. for three weeks too. That's a yeah, that's, that's a considerable slump. Like a that really long really slump. Yeah. Um, for a player that plays every day, and you've been playing in the four hole every one of these days what's concerning to me is like the babip if i'm if i'm reading that right which i may not uh, you said a 0.071 babip that's yep. right right yeah that's just like like he's not getting unlucky no that's basically what that's saying it yeah. just means he's like not good right now yeah <laughs> like no there were like multiple if he, one thing if he was hitting it and it was just like going directly to fielders or yeah. like Something like that, because, like, Babbitt picks up on that, but, wow, he's not even hitting it. Yeah, no, he's just oh missing God. the ball entirely. Um, 
yeah, he has no idea what he's doing when he's stepping up to the box right now. Um, this would be the time that I kind of I wish I could go back and have like some screenshots or something to show you, but like. If you just go and look at replays, ever so often there'll just be an absolute meatball straight down the middle for him, and he misses it. I'm sure, yeah. Like, um, the amount of hangers and just, like, 93 to 95 mile an hour fastballs right down the middle of the zone. Like, you don't have any excuse as a professional hitter to just be like, oh, I got beat. You know, like maybe every every ever so often, like if they're mixing stuff up on you, and then it's like everyone is expecting <clears throat> that they're gonna throw a breaking ball, and then just a nice easy ninety two like center cut. You just got really confused but when this is happening at a regular basis, and you're swinging at this, and like you're kind of on time, and you're still just absolutely missing it. There's something incredibly wrong. Which they like there is interviews or not interviews but they like Chip Carey and Jeff Francoeur were talking about it and saying that they talked to Kevin Seitzer, the batting coach, about like like is something mechanically wrong and they're like no yeah which is more that's more concerning than there being something mechanically wrong because I mean at this point it's it has at least become mental I don't know if it was mental from the start but. Um, not if a good look. If he was like uh, walking, like it'd be like it would be fine. Like, yeah, like honestly, a Juan Soto be, type thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's bad. Well, the only positive is like he's gonna turn it around at some point. Like, yeah, I mean, he, you can't get much next year him. though. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. But like. This is another, you know, snit sticking with his guys and stuff, kind of like the Kenley situation, which it's looking like it's getting better, but who knows what's going on. Um, but uh, Olsen has been moved down in the lineup before this year when he was really struggling back in May. Kind of thing it needs to happen again. Um, he's got guys producing all around him except for him. Uh, mm. I think... Maybe that might help him out a little bit if he just has a different role because he's still, like, the cleanup guy. He's supposed to be the power guy, and he's putting up Not Joey Gallo guy. in New York Yankees. In New York numbers. Um, in New York Yankees. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, do, He he really he just really bothers me now when he comes up to the plate, because um, he I mean he he's not really taking his walks well either he's kind of swinging all over the place. Um, for the second half of the season, they showed like a like a not spray chart but like you know the the zones the strike zone chart yeah. or whatever completely cold across the top, and basically the and the middle, basically the only place he's hitting the ball is like down towards the uh, the bottom of the plate, um, and the inside is getting the best of him. Which like his the whole like his whole swing, that kind of makes sense that you want to try to time up inside, but like 
he seems to be, you know, obviously he's a professional hitter, and he's had that swing for a while, and he's been able to inside-out stuff or just full-on pull it. But um, looking pretty weak right now. And mm-hmm. he's got to figure out – he needs to figure out at least a hint of something or just at this point, like, your timeline's really limited before the postseason starts. You got to figure out something. Um, but um, so Bryce Elder is called up again today. I think he's been called up like five times this year. It's just back and forth. Um, and basically every time he's been called up, except for his first time, um, he usually just comes up for a spot start, gets pulled back down immediately. This one is a little more interesting. Um, so Kirby Yates got put on like the 15-day IL or whatever, which doesn't really matter because he was not producing very well this year when he came back from his injury. He's been, I mean, like, I would rather see basically anybody in the bullpen other than him, maybe. I, I mean, I honestly would rather see Jackson Stevens and Kirby Yates, which is just weird to think that he's like the bottom guy. He is the bottom guy in the mm-hmm. Braves bullpen right now. But he's so he's out. Brought in William Wood. Um his I mean just a prospect and then got pulled back for Elder. So this one kinda seems like Elder is gonna be sticking, I would think. A lot of people thought that he was gonna start for Kyle Wright today. Um Kyle ended up pitching. So maybe he'll have one of the two of the next games, but this does bring in the conversation of what does this happen with, you know, how does this affect Oda Rizzi? Um, Oda Rizzi is a complete just enigma to me at this point. I don't know what to think of the guy. I would rather not see him start a game, but in two out of his last four starts so in his two two out of his last four starts he went like five innings with either he had no hits against the cardinals and then against the phillies he didn't give up any runs and he had pretty low hits and then like just kind of gets eaten up after the fifth inning so it's like okay maybe now we know how to work with him or whatever but then against um the mariners and Against the Phillies, or like, well, that was a better game for him. Mainly against the Mariners, he started to kind of show his colors against like a a better team, and kind of got beaten up there pretty quick. Didn't go past the fourth inning. Um, so maybe this is officially us moving him to the bullpen, which I know they did and. Houston, which he also didn't really appreciate. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think much of it because how long did how long did the Braves have Odorizzi? Do they even have him next year? I have no idea. No, I think I, I think it's is it. Yeah, I think um, I think what we're looking at is, I mean, clearly like, like they may get a few more starts, but like come the postseason, him and Elder are probably just going to be in the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I imagine Elder for sure, yeah. but so when um, 
we were talking about this on our last episode. Someone had the question of who would be our fifth starter if we needed one in the postseason. You know, like we're just going through the rotation if someone needs kind of like a rest day or whatever. Um, I would I would put Elder there as opposed to Odorizzi. Like I just can't. I can see them doing um, like, like honestly with, with Elder. Like just because he starts the game doesn't mean he has to go all five innings. Like he could do three innings. He could go yep. one time through the lineup and then just hand it over. Yeah, and they might do the same thing, vice versa, with Odorizzi and then Elder. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's honestly probably the plan, I guess. And that might be the plan. They might be trying that out. That now that you point that out, that might be what they're trying out for the rest of the year. Is kind of like. Um, like a, not a really an opener, a little more than an opener, but basically doing kind of a bullpen day, but having two half starts from starters and mm. just kind of seeing what they can produce. And if one starts out really bad, you get the next guy, see what he can do, see how long he can go. If he's doing well, keep riding that. But then if he's not, you know, like um, make it a bullpen day, basically. Just make that the plan. Um, so, I, and then, don't know how Elder is going to react to like the postseason. He's going to be in the postseason at some point, whether that's eating innings or whatever it is. But uh, he's also—I wouldn't say like he, you know, Odorizzi is an enigma to me. Elder is just a question mark because he's produced very well. In his last two starts, he went. He's in his last two starts. He's 13 innings with one earned run and like 10 something Ks or whatever, um, and three hits, something like that. Um, but don't know what it's going to look like. Both of those last starts were against the Marlins, though. So don't know how it would be against you know like the Dodgers or Mets, Phillies, Mets. Padres, whatever. Um, but yeah, that 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 is a good point. That's that's probably what'll happen. Kind of like an opener slash bullpen type of thing, and might be trying that out. Because don't, don't even know how let much... him go through the order a second time. Yeah, like just like one time. Because I don't. Yeah, I, Snit obviously doesn't have the fullest confidence in Odorizzi, and it's not like. It's not like these other guys where it's like, we're going to let him play. Like, we signed, signed him to be this. Like, he's supposed to be the guy. He's been all year. We're not going to just take him out now that he's struggling. Like, Odorizzi came here halfway through, and we were, you know, the biggest, most important part of that is that we dumped Will Smith, who is, of course, now that he's with the Astros, he's honestly really kind of doing, yeah, yeah, he's doing pretty well. So, um, I still think, you know, getting rid of him was a good move. I would take the oh, Rysel, Rysel over Will Smith every single day. Um, but, yeah. Mets um, swept the Pirates in a four-game series, which sucked. Like, we needed the Pirates to take at least one there. I thought they would they be able to take useless. one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, like, they honestly did fairly well, and the Mets didn't look all that great against them. Um let me go back and look at this. Um, like, they almost came back most of these games. And the Mets are up on the Brewers 5 nothing. Are you kidding me? Good grief. Um, yeah, in the game yesterday, the Mets did score, like, eight runs or four runs in the eighth. 
Um, but the Mets were, or the Pirates were able to come back. Um, in the game on Saturday, Mets won 5 1. That's a little more handled. And then, like, Mets won 4 3 um, the day before that. And, well, yeah. So the, the Pirates were close in two of those games. Uh, the other the two games, they were easily handled. But, um, yeah, they are pretty worthless overall. But I thought they'd be able to take one. And uh, the Brewers are being pretty worthless to me right now. Um, not really appreciating that. And they also, like, the Brewers are, like, a really good team for the Mets to face right now because the Brewers are, like, on the outside looking in of the wild card. And they kind of need to win every game that they have. Um, and they are just not, um, just struck out in the sixth, and it's now going to the top of the seventh. Good lord. Um, so the Brewers, I mean, we're playing the Nationals, which is nice right now, but right after this, we're playing the Phillies in a four-game series in Philadelphia, which there's just no, there's no way that we sweep that. There's just no chance. If, uh, could you... (coughs) I was thinking about this today because I know the Padres, Brewers, and Phillies are all like neck and neck with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, if the Phillies or Padres like blow this in the last few weeks, there will be like riots. <laughs> Stanford, <laughs> yeah. uh, San Diego or uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, that was kind of what I forgot to mention earlier, too, about that is like what I kind of saw out of the, the Phillies. Um, when I was like at the game, a lot of their hitters and their players just seemed way too lax about stuff. And it's like, oh, like they're at like an 82% chance of getting in the postseason. It's like, oh, no, like we got it. Like it's fine. Doesn't matter. And I like, think more th- go ahead. I was just going to say, more than likely, they're still, they're more than likely going to end up in, in, the po- in the postseason. But, uh, They've lost four in a row, yeah. and they kind of were at a – I think last week when we were talking about, which would make sense, but last week they were up two and a half games on the Padres, and now the Padres are a half game up on them within a week, week span, which yeah. is it's rough. Um, I think uh, this will be more of a topic in the winter. I think they're like a very like clear choice of like a team that's like on the – verge of just like completely imploding oh yeah for sure and, like, well like i was thinking about it the other day getting off topic but like think of their team think of all of the guys that came up in their system on that they're probably the worst of that yeah. like i can't think of a team that's like just so bad and like the guy they don't have depth that's like one of the main like they when they build their team they consistently just don't think about their bullpen and their depth like their bullpen has just for the last several years consistently been a revolving door it's just who can we throw out there just get somebody and their starters like but you look at their starters at the beginning of the year and they're like how is this team not going to be in the postseason like, you have Aaron Nola, 
who when he's when he's really good, he's like a top ten pitcher in the MLB. Um, and then same with uh, with Wheeler, like he should be. He's had a little bit of a down year, and I think he's injured now. But just looking from from paper at the beginning of the year, like Nola Wheeler, Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez had a really good year last year, and he's still like a solid four hole. Um, and then like Zach Eflin, whoever they had, and um, yeah, like it should be their, their top three is really really good, and then their four and five are not bad. Uh, well, the problem then, is it's just like – go ahead. Well, just, uh, and then, their, like, their lineup just sh- – it should mash. And if they're all healthy, like, they would mash. Like, um, Boehm is kind of being the player he was supposed to be. I still hate that guy. Like, I I honestly don't really hate Bryce Harper very much anymore. I still boo him because it's fun and it's tradition. Um, <laughs> but, but I hate Alec Bum. Like he is my least favorite player on the Phillies. But Schwarber, Castellanos has been awful this year. But he's been really bad. He should be better. Um, Harper, um, Gene Segura, like is a pesky hitter, especially against the Braves. Um, yeah, and then like who their their big bullpen signings from this past year was Corey Knebel who is just like a middle reliever for the the Dodgers last year um, and used to be a closer several years ago. And then Juris Familia, who hasn't been good (laughs) in a while. He had a decent season with the Mets last year, but they end up DFAing him. Like, they DFA Juris and um, Didi Gregorius. And then go on a win streak. Like that team is just yeah. garbage. <laughs> they, uh, I think they're like the cl- like. I still like. I don't think the White Sox are completely screwed because a lot of their guys are pretty young. Yeah. But they're like the closest thing to the White Sox in the National League, where they're just gonna like explode. <laughs> and even <laughs> if they like, get to the postseason, like, just get torched. Yeah. Um. I really think it's only a matter of time, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like, a, it's like a like a like a housing bubble or something, or you know, just like a like an investment bubble. You can just see it. It's like that. That looks bad. <laughs> I don't want to be near that. And the problems, just... the problems with the team keep getting more and more obvious, and they yeah. just don't like address but... them at all. Like they build they that like, team for, if 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 there was like a forty game season in baseball, they might win every year. Like or they they might be they they would yeah. definitely be in the postseason every year, but they don't build for depth. Like yeah. a, and their their farm system sucks and it's always sucked. Like yeah, they, they do uh, have some guys at the top that are really good, but that's just it. Like there's a lot of there like there are so many teams that like have like two or three good players at the top or four or five. But like when you get down to 14 and 15 and 16 in their system, like they're not going to like, they're going to be bench people. Mm-hmm. If that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's more like the, like anything below five for the Phillies is like not really going to grace the field maybe ever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, 
Which, I mean, you could, like, the Braves, in terms of our ranking of our farm system, you could say the same thing, but, like, our production in our farm is just out, like, insane. Well, it's uh, also the farm system for the Braves doesn't really matter right now because, like, yeah, but uh, still, all the position players are locked up for, like, 10 years. So, yeah. like, you don't have to replace them at all. Oh. Eddie Rosario just got a home run. Here we oh, go, Eddie. He's uh, three for four today. He has a, for this year, he's got a negative 1.2 in war or something. It's bad. But That's pretty bad. As long as, long as he's hot when he goes in the postseason, it doesn't matter. Like, it's Did basically you see what like Judges jock. is? Uh, oh, isn't it like 10? 10 war? 11.2. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's like, there are thousands of people who spent at least or not a thousand like hundreds of people who had spent at least a whole year of games in the MLB that didn't even get like one not even one more and he has 11 of those <laughs> good god he's gonna get so much money he's gonna oh, it's get insane. so I'm much excited money. to see where he goes yeah, I we're, hope we're, we're, uh, just instant pick where do you think he goes right now I think he goes to the New York Mets. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think he goes there. Uh, I think they let go of Brandon Nimmo, and I think they get him. Hmm. Put I don't Starling know if Nimmo's up this year, but I know he's up soon. I think he is. I think he's he's up. Um, well, um, do you have one more thing before fan questions? No. No, it's just getting the fan questions. Uh, I was hoping Sam would show up at some point, but he might be asleep. He's too tired. <laughs> God, I'm going to run up to New York and rip him a new one right now. Um, but, uh, um, okay, well, what I've been doing with Sam is uh, get these questions from Instagram from our fans, um, our very loyal fans. Um, and... Uh, I don't tell you about them the, until I tell you them now, until it's live, um, and then we talk about them. So, got six questions, just kind of run through these in the next couple minutes. Um, first question is from Ethan Rojas Miranda. Back-to-back um, -back World Series, yes or no? Right now. Like, who? who so, basically... I interpreted this as, like, who do you think is winning the World Series? As of right now, who do you think that is? I think it's the Houston Astros. I was going to say the same thing. That, that yeah. is also what I think. <laughs> so, as of right now, no. I want to, like, I am not going to, you know, jinx the Braves and say anything. Um, definitely on the table, 100%. And, you know, I cheer for the Braves, so I'm never going to stop hoping for a world series but uh in terms of quality of team and depth and whatever the the astros kind of comfortable right now too because they uh not having to really fight for anything like we are but um yeah. i yeah. also just think like no one in the american league i think like really threatens them no like maybe the yankees but they have like, to get real hot if they're going to. They really them. will. Um, the National yeah. League is going to be a bloodbath this year. It really, it will be insane. Like um, the American League is 
Like the Guardians are going. They're going to win their division. I think they're pretty sneaky. I'm not going to lie. I don't think they're going to make it far, but I do think they're sneaky. Who would they? Who would the Guardians play right now? So I have no idea. They would be. They would play the lowest wild card. So they play the Mariners. Sounds right. Or, yeah. Or, hold on. God, that would be so awesome though if the Mariners made the World Series. That would. Yeah, they be... they were doing like a John Boy simulation or whatever, and uh, last week, and they had the Mariners uh, beating the Dodgers in the World Series. Or maybe the Braves. Either us or the. So them, yeah, they'd be playing the Mariners. I don't think they'd be the Mariners. Like I think the Mar- it'd be close. The, Ma- the Mariners like kind of destroyed the, the Mariners. Kind of destroyed Cleveland in their like head-to-head series this year. At least from the series that I saw. But um, yeah, it'll either be the Mariners or the Rays, and I guess maybe also the Blue Jays either. Um, but uh, yeah. Hey, okay. Next question from Christopher Bell. Um, is obtaining the buy as important as it is in the NFL? Like the first round buy in the new playoffs? So, no, yeah. I wouldn't say so. At you wouldn't all, say it's actually. as important as getting it in the NFL? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I would. I would take that around and say it's much more important than in the really? NFL. I don't think it is. Because, like, the difference for me is you have a whole nother week to rest. Like, you still have to play another game. But, like, you have a whole in week to rest. Game, right? No. No, and, like, do you know how the new format is going gonna, is gonna to work? In which one? Baseball or football? Like, I'm, in in baseball. Like, in football, you get a whole week to rest before your next game yeah I know. and then in baseball it's literally the next day so if the braves didn't win their didn't didn't win the division and then like let's say we have to play the padres and we have to play all three games and you have to run through basically your top three starters the next day is when the nlds starts i see okay so like Theoretically, you could have your number four versus someone else's number one. Yeah. Oh, that's cl- that's tough. I don't know. Part of me still leans towards the NFL. What's your reasoning for that? Then tell me. Tell me why. Um, NFL is a more violent sport. Um, like, even though they're not actually injured, like people that play in a football game, like get injured. Like they're not. They're not healthy. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting that extra week of rest and you're going up against a team that just, like, had, like, serious, like, <laughs> uh, competition. Like, I think you get a leg up on that. And also because, like, if you just look back on the past 10 years, like, I know the playoff format's different now. But, like, the number of teams that didn't have the bye that made it far, like, the Braves were one of them, the Royals were one of them, the Giants were one of them. Um, pretty sure Cleveland was one of them that year. Like, it's happened a lot in the past few years. Yeah, I mean, I I would say there are definitely a lot more extraneous factors, or in also just last like year? sorry, just a lot of small factors, like 
um, in baseball that can have a huge impact on the game or whatever. And it also, like, it's being hot in the postseason is more important in baseball than it is uh, football for me. Because yeah. football, like, there are so many people working on the same play versus, like, you know, you, know, you one at a time. Like, w- when you're up to the plate, like, it depends on how your pitcher's doing, what's your rotation looking like right now, um, which is part of it, too, though. Which, you know, it's still why I think it's more important now because, like, we might, in a, in a theoretical or hypothetical circumstance, like, we would have Charlie Morton starting against, which he's very good in the postseason, and that's not a, as great of a comparison. So, like, maybe, well, let's say, like, the Phillies or something. Let's say the Phillies win, or like are where we are, and which I guess it will be, but they go through Nola, Wheeler, and Gibson, and then they have to go face the Mets, and it's DeGrom versus Ranger Suarez for game one of the NLDS. Like, that's that's lopsided to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ranger maybe comes out and does really well. He's been really good in the past. Um, but he also doesn't really go past 80 pitches in general, and DeGrom can pitch 8,000 pitches if he wants to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just have that image in my head of him throwing 8,000 pitches. (laughs) Where He'd probably come down in speed a little bit. I think his, his fastballs would probably come under 99, maybe. Maybe close. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say that it's more important than the NFL, but it, it's also like if you're a if, uh, good rested football teams are definitely much scarier to me than a good rested baseball team, just because baseball, a lot of stuff can happen. Football, like if you know, Georgia has several days of rest and then like you're thinking of the new 12 team playoff format or like that they proposed and then it's like uh oregon again has to play a tough game against the oklahoma whoever put a lot of energy into that and then it's like oh next week we have to play against georgia's defense and we're probably not going to get more than 100 yards of offense but i don't know next question um from Luis R. Uh, is DeGrom going to be a Brave next year, or is he going to be with the Mets, or maybe somewhere else? What are, you, what, are you, what are you thinking? I don't think he'll be on the Braves, but I'm also not sure if he's going to be on the Mets. I don't think he'll be on the Braves, though. Where would you see him if he weren't on the Mets, then? Just, just random. Uh, honestly, I think... Um, I don't really – it's a tough one. There's, like, a number of teams. There's, like, three that come to mind. One of them's like, a really far out there. I'll go ahead and preface that. Okay. Um, But, uh, obviously, the Mets. I don't think the Braves. Um, And then I also think the – I think the Yankees, maybe. Um, And then also my, like, really dark horse and, like, I admit, like, below 1% chance, I feel like, uh, but the Rangers. Hmm. 
Yeah, they've spent a lot of money already, but they, they, no, they definitely do need pitching now. Yeah. Um, the reason I don't think the Braves, though, is just like, uh, like I've said it before, like I know all the drama surrounding Freddie Freeman's extension and everything, but like the fact of the matter is they weren't, at least my understanding is they weren't willing to like give him like the the amount of money he like asked for initial. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But and he also plays every day, whereas Degrom plays once every five days, um, if that. And uh, realistically, Degrom's going to get probably, I'd say like thirty million dollars a year at least, um, and. Uh, I don't think the Braves really need him. Like, I think, honestly, yeah. it'd be wasted money. With Strider now and, like, Freed, like, you really don't need him. And I think it'd be a mistake to get him, honestly. Yeah, I could I could, kind of agree with that, too. I, I would not turn him down, for sure. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I would uh-huh. love seeing him on the Braves. But he would definitely have to take a significant pay cut as to, you know, what he could get somewhere else. Um, if the Giants are super serious, like people have been linking them with uh, Aaron Judge and whatever, which I don't really understand, but I guess there's money there now that they've kind of paid off some more contracts and whatever. But um, they have a lot more stuff to fix than just getting Aaron Judge too. Um, maybe he's the cornerstone of their new kind of rebuild, but I don't know. If they didn't get him. Maybe Degrom's in the mix there. The Dodgers are always in the mix. The Yankees are always kind of in the mix, but uh, it's probably going to be the Mets again, like more than I likely. So yeah. Another like team people have thrown in for that is like the Marlins, which if that happened, that would be disgusting. Like that would be so difficult to face him and Alcantara and Pablo Lopez and like Trevor Rogers. And that would be insane. Yeah, it's like oh. <laughs> We have no breaks every day. Every day is absolute pain facing them. But then they score like one run a game and it doesn't matter. You just get to their bullpen. Um, next one, Luke DeLay asks, will the Braves win on my birthday, which is today? Happy birthday, Luke DeLay. God, I hope so. I really hope so. It's looking like yes, Luke. Um... If only time could tell, uh, but we are in the top of the eighth. There are two outs. The Braves are winning five to two against the lowly Nationals. So, unless Kenley decides to blow it open, let's well, yeah, we'll see. Rysell's pitching right now. He still hasn't given up a earned run as a Brave in his tenure with us. So, hope oh, just knocked on some wood. Hopefully, wow. uh, <laughs> hopefully that continues and. Struck out Luke Boyd, and we're going to the bottom of the eighth. So um, it's looking like it, Luke. Looking like the Braves are giving you your wish. Um, Could have wished for something like uh, to end world hunger or something, but you chose uh, Braves win. <laughs> and they did it. Uh, just kidding, Luke. Uh, but... Um, Next question from Ben Cifuentes. NL Rookie of the Year, is it Harris or Strider? Which one are you saying right now? 
think it has to be Strider. I think it has to be. Okay. I think the uh, the opposite way. Really? Tell me why Strider. Tell me. Tell me why. Because I think I think Spencer Strider is like a future ace. Like. Yeah, I, I would agree uh, with he, that. He's only given up eighty six hits this year. Yeah, I forgot in the. Uh, I forgot in our like when I was putting on the schedule. I forgot that he broke another MLB record. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I just just slipped my mind. Like that's how good he's been. It just. Nothing shocks me anymore. I'm intrigued to see like how he and Harris and Grissom all do next year. Uh, not to yeah. be, put a damper on things, but like oh, sophomore. Yeah, we slumps. saw like yeah, what happened to Ian Anderson. Yeah, sophomore slumps, slumps are real, um, but like I gen, I don't like I think Spencer like I think he deserves it. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I think they both deserve it, and. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's happened before. We talked about this a time or two ago, like that um, if they could do co rookies of the year, they would definitely give it to both of them. But because uh, it's also just so difficult too. Um, some people were talking about like maybe they should do a rookie pitcher, rookie a rookie pitcher and a rookie uh, player. I would like that, yeah. But it's also just like on a typical year that could end up giving it to somebody who doesn't really deserve it, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe like you got Michael Harris or Strider. And then the other guy, like that didn't really play very much. Uh, or they just have to give it to somebody, somebody who wasn't really that great. Um, which it's still like, it still should be an accomplishment and there's going to be somebody who's doing, you know, better than they should as a rookie. But, um, I mean, like, Michael Harris's stats are just insane for, like, how young he is. And also, just in general. Did you know that he um, he doesn't count for this because he doesn't meet, like, the qualifying number of ABs? Um, but uh, he is in the top ten in OPS in the MLB. That is pretty nuts. Like, yeah. that's... That's wild. Um, and he is not even 22 years old. I'm trying to look up, like, what he did in August and say it to you. Um, but g give me a little more reason for Strider while I'm, I'm looking this up because I really want to really uh, say this. I don't know. I just think, like... It's, like, so close, too. Like, it's, like, really just flipping a coin, honestly. I, like, I lean towards Strider just because, like, I think he's been, like, a top 15 pitcher this year. Um, and I know Mike, Michael Harris has definitely been that. But I don't know. There's a ton more pitchers and... Having 200 strikeouts in your first year is a bit nuts. Yeah, and also and, setting the uh, MLB record for. Did you see that that he set the record for Randy like, Johnson? 200 yeah, strikeouts. Um, yeah, I did. And fa um, factoring in that, like he, he's also like, um, the first rookie to record at least 200 strikeouts since you Darvish, I think, was the last one. Um, and there's only five or six guys that have done that as rookies. Yeah. MLB and he also they all pitched mostly full seasons and he pitched the first like two months in uh, really? the bullpen yeah no I think uh, 
I don't know. I just lean towards Strider. I will say, I think the one thing that's been honestly beneficial for the Braves, this is a little bit off topic, but I wonder your opinion on it. Like, Freed is about to get paid. Like, mm. the Braves, like, have more leverage because of how Strider's paid. Because it's like, we don't have to pay you this because we have him, like, for another five years. Yeah. Well, apparently there's like some rumors going around that we're trying, we're already working on extensions right now with, we're the, the the three extensions we're working on right now primarily. Are I'm not saying they're not going to sign him. I'm just yeah. saying like it's probably helping. Yeah, it it definitely is. But Strider, Freed, and Swanson are the main ones they're focusing on right now. Makes um, sense. But uh. Let me let me read the, these numbers for Michael Harris's August. Um, so, 30, 31 days, he went three thirty seven average. So his slash line was three thirty seven, four hundred, and then five eighty nine. Um, so he had a nine eighty nine OPS, uh, one seventy four WRC plus, four forty four BABIP, which is nuts. Uh, four home runs, 15 RBIs, 12 doubles, um, and five stolen bases. Stolen yeah. bases, yeah. Which is like, that's about as good as you can get for a month, for a whole, for a month of time. And the, the, like, this is not, you know, his first month, and people don't know like how to look at him. Like, this is his third month in the MLB and people should know how to pitch to him at this point, but he just hasn't had like a fall off. Like Austin Riley had a massive fall off when he was a rookie. Uh, and same for Grissom too, for the most part, he's not as good as Michael Harris yet, but I don't know. Just the value of Harris playing every day. Um, that's pretty much what most people have been saying too, is like, if it has to come down to one, but like now the fact that Strider set the record for strikeouts in a game, uh, for the Braves franchise in Atlanta and Milwaukee, and then now has an MLB record as well. It does. There's it's constantly these two just like making it a toss up. It's not mm. going to be an easy decision for sure. Um, and then talking about all this too, it's like definitely leaves Grissom kind of feeling a little, a little yeah. out of it. But he showed up too late, um, and I think Harris would still have him beat anyways. Last question, and then we'll end it. It's been a longer episode. Um, this is from our underground reporter, Carson Strader, again. Um, do we sign Joey Gallo, fix the swing, make him a top five player with the shift gone next year? No. <laughs> okay, tell me why. Tell me, tell me why. Uh, I don't think he becomes a top five player with okay well take that yeah that was definitely hyperbolic but uh yeah very you, fair. do you you think you don't see any value in trying to sign him no i see value i just i don't know like that's one thing i don't really know like how much the braves are paying and everything but i like do know they're probably not like the dodgers and yankees thank god because yeah. if they were then like scumbags <laughs> um, but uh i don't know i'd rather if i were the braves just like sign like michael Harris, not michael harris he's already been signed uh robbie like Grossman. lead and everyone else long term oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because like I don't think Gallo is a guy that's going to push you over the place, over the hill. Because like if you think about it, um, Marcelo Zuna is very similar. Yeah. I don't like Joey Gallo's had much higher highs than Ozuna. Though. That's for sure. Ozuna did have like the almost triple crown season, but it was during the shortened season and there weren't any fans. So it was like a whole different environment. Um, I think Joey Gallo has a much higher ceiling than Ozuna. I, I, that move would definitely be dependent on what we do with Ozuna in the off season, whether we try to move him or whatever, or just DFA him. I don't with the production that he's had now, even though he's not playing as often, I don't think we're going to DFA him because I think mainly Anthopolis kind of sees the value that he can bring. I I would guess he might get moved, and if he does get moved, I think that's a lot more reasonable idea because um, I do think Gallo can be like. We don't need. He doesn't need to be the guy for us, and that's a good thing too. It's a good thing for him. Um, I think he can just kind of feed off of everything. And if like, Seitzer has magic in him, fixes a lot of guys, and just a lot of guys get much better when they're in Atlanta. So he would, I think, more than likely next year is going to be a prove it year again for him. Um, it's going to be like a one-year deal. I think um, so. And uh, Carson asked last week the same thing about signing, should we try to sign Cody Bellinger and then do the same thing with him and try to fix him? Um, so, Well, I, I'll ask you a question in a second, but uh, it would definitely just have to be one of those guys and not both. But... Uh, which one of those guys would you take if you had to? Like, if you could, tr- if you were trying to do a reclamation project, uh, you're taking out like. Bellinger. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just like what for? He's won an MVP. He's yeah. He's a better fielder. Yeah. He's younger. Yeah. Um, he plays more positions. He plays first base. Um, he plays center field. He plays right field. He plays left. Um, and for yeah, yeah. first base. Yeah. It, if I were doing a one-year deal, I'd probably take Gallo first just because of, like, if, if it was a similar amount of money. Mm-hmm. And on, uh, Bellinger, just because of his previous pedigree, is probably going to be more expensive than Gallo, too. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know where Joey's going to go. There might be some team that stupidly, like the Angels <laughs> or whatever, they're like, oh, we got to give him a so, big extension. They are so bad. I was giving uh, shit to the Phillies earlier, but the Angels, like that's the only other team. Oh, and the Rockies. Oh, my God. They just need to be uh, I, I would much off rather, to another planet. I'd much rather be in the Rockies organization than the Angels, which is not saying much, yeah. but... Yeah. No, I would too. Still, that's not really, yeah, saying a lot. Yeah. Well, um, pirates. God. Oh uh, yeah, that's a death sentence for sure. That's just being in quadruple A. They are um, so bad. Well, this was a really long episode. Um, 
probably missed a few things that we could talk about, but uh, like the Strider thing, didn't really go over that enough. But hopefully next week or the week after that or the week after that or the week after that, we can uh, all three of us will be here together. And uh, yeah, but um, Braves are one game back. Looks like the Mets are going to win, but it looks like we're also going to win again. So. A day of nothing happening yet again. So, I guess we'll see you next week. Um, chop on. Go Braves.